It's time for another edition of the hottest new podcast on all platforms, Fatfish. Sit back and strap yourself in for the wildest ride on the open seas. Now, flap your fins for the fabulous Fatfish brothers, Eric Fish Snyder and Brad Grunny Grunberg, a.k.a. Snacks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Show number 36. Look, you get you in Las Vegas. I know. You got I, me. It's so good to have you in town right now. Thank I you. know the strip clubs are making a lot of money <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> and know. the buffets are really happening right now. But true. we are true. blessed to have a legend here in Las <clears throat> Vegas. Why don't you introduce your good friend? Yes. And we'll chop it up. All right. Let's do it. I met this gentleman back in, I believe, 1990. I did a movie uh, that should have done much better. <laughs> Chairman of the Board, starring Mr. Scott Thompson, a.k.a. Carrot Top. How about a nice hand? Oh, Come on yeah, now. Thank Let's you, everybody, this. all your listeners, yeah. all 36, uh, 36 <laughs> episodes of people listening. Thank you. <laughs> well, we have so many. Yeah, we did. Yeah, was, I, what year was that? I think it was like 1990. Something, uh, yeah. Chairman of the Board. God. You know, it should have done better. You know why it didn't? Well, my... First of all, I was in it. Uh, <laughs> secondly, it would have done a lot better if they had, if when they did it, you know, they never came to me with a meeting and said, you know, we should make this PG or G rated. They went because my audience on the day at that time and road shows were, you know, college kids. So they thought, oh, we'll do PG 13 or, or I don't know, it might have been even been R for a dumb movie like Chairman of the Board. So they should have made it a kid's movie. If there was one scene that they could have taken out or edited, it would have been a G, you know, would have been a lot better. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the marketing too, they didn't really market it. Yeah, right, it was you like, know. you know, Trimark. They had, you know, they had only done, that was it. I think that was their first big film. They had done, uh, believe it or not, they did one of my, Swimming with Sharks. That was one of my favorite movies. They, they, they did that one as well, Trimark, right. with, uh, with uh, Kevin Spacey. If you've never seen that movie, holy moly. Oh, Swimming with Sharks. It's oh, it's, great. Great movie. it's the yeah. greatest movie ever. Frank could, Whaley. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, great it's just a great, great movie. No, it's uh, it's funny because um, at the time I was working at this place called the world famous Hollywood Tropicana, sure. and this guy, this stud, yeah. was dating this girl named Renee, one of the wrestlers. And I'm like, haba, haba, haba. She came down to visit this man, and it was uh, at the Venice Beach. I I played the UPS driver who brings him an egg. Yeah, and, right, and you open the door and you take the egg, and I'm like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" And uh, it was great. Renee you know, always spoke highly of you, oh, and I'm nice, like, nice, nice. "Damn, I'm yeah. Going, yeah. yeah, you got some, you got some stuff going on there, baby." You yeah. know, Renee was one of the hottest girls we had at the club. So, but people, uh, people always thought that I lived in that house too. That oh yeah, it's fun about show business. You know, you film, a, you film a scene in this little, this little shithole on the beach, and and. Everyone's like, oh, is this where you really live? I'm like, yes. You know, you know. And we're filming a movie here. I don't really I don't live in this little thing. You know, it's full of all the crap from the movie. So people think I, you know, to this day. Oh, that was on I saw the your house in yeah. the beach there. I'm like, that's not my house. It was on the Venice Beach boardwalk right by the paddle tennis courts. Yeah. And you had this fucking house. <laughs> I can just imagine people. Right. Yeah, you live there with your it would look. It would make sense. I mean, because it had all the props and the thing in it. But right. it just all your stuff, <laughs> yeah. That was great. That was great. Can you believe I got this guy on a show? I can believe it. Yeah, why mean, don't you ask him some fucking questions? Well, he's an icon. I live here. I've been here 30 years, and this guy's been at the Luxor for so many years, and all yeah, you hear about is Coming up care. on 18, yeah. 18 years. At 2005. Wow. Yeah, we did. Wow. Uh, more than that at the MGM before Copperfield made me disappear, but uh, we did, uh, <laughs> yeah, so almost 28, nine years in Vegas. Crazy. Wow. How did you make the move to Vegas? Uh, you were... You know, it's funny. I'll tell you. I was doing Regis and Kathy Lee of all shows, <laughs> and... Uh, I got done with my set, and this guy walked over and says, you you were amazing. You must kill in Vegas. And I said, I've never played Vegas. And he, he lost his mind. He went, you never played Vegas. You are Vegas. And I said, never played. He said, if I book you in Vegas, will you play it? And I said, sure. And it turned out to be Kathleen Gifford's manager. He wow. said, if I get you the gig. So he booked me at Bally's in the club, and I did, I think, just the weekend. I did great, and they said, we're going to move you to the big room. And uh, that's when I, you know lost my mind and they moved me to this big huge uh whatever the jubilee room and it was just you know nothing i'd been ready for it's a young comic i used to say i had more props than people i mean it was just it was four thousand seat theater you know with me and my little props but uh that was the beginning of it and i i uh went on to the mgm for 10 years wow and then lux are now 18 you know. jesus that's great now how, when you when you got the call from 
you know, when you were working at MGM and they tried to poach you over to Luxor, how did that uh, play well, I, well, it's exactly again how, how, how it <laughs> happened. It wasn't my decision. I had got a phone call from the, the new president of, of Luxor, and I, was, I remember boarding a plane. I literally remember getting on a plane, and they said, Felix is going to call you. And I was like, okay, but I'm, I'm literally like, we're bo- I can't take this call. I'm like, so like, hello. And he says, hey, Scotty, it's Felix. You know, we've never met formally, but I love you. And, you know, we're, so what do you think about being the resident headliner at the Luxor? And I said, uh, oh, am I not at the MGM anymore? And he says, <laughs> no, you, like, you didn't hear? I thought, you know, that was the whole joke that Copperfield made me disappear, in a sense, because he wanted he wanted the uh, the weeks. And so I, I told the newspaper, I, you know, they said, how come you're not playing the MGM Grand anymore after all these years? And I said, David Copperfield made me disappear. And it goes in the RJ, the review journal, and then I get a call from David Copperfield saying, why did you say that? I didn't make you disappear. And I said, well, in a sense you did. You didn't like magically make me disappear, but you know what I mean. So for, at first, like, I didn't say that. I said, no, you didn't say that. I, I have no back and tell the paper. You didn't make me disappear. But um, that's how it happened. So he wanted he wanted the room. And it was, you know, Copperfield carrot top. So I said, well, I think we'll, we'll take, so they offered the, the Luxor room and we went and looked at it and it was absolutely actually better than I would have imagined. It was, if you were there last night, yeah. it's like a theater seating. So it's, it's perfectly sized for, for all my props and all the stupid stuff I do. So it's set up. That's set up. Yeah, it's a nice room. Yeah. It's a great room. Amazing thing about uh, Scott here and is he, his heart of gold and, uh, you know, you, and watch, you said that last night. I appreciate that. Very absolutely. nice. Absolutely. You I, said that during the show. It was very sweet of you. I say the truth, man. No one believed you, but it was of very course, nice. Of you. You know, somebody beat me up in the parking lot, but don't yeah. want to talk about that. But you, uh, I've seen your show eight times, eight times. Jesus. And every time I've I have seen to it say, only nine times. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you were there last night, but you were great. <laughs> yeah. um, you, what's great about your show is half of it I've seen before, but the other half is always fresh. No, good. You do that. I mean, you could see comics all day and night, and it's always the same set yeah. from beginning to end. But you make it fresh for people who come back to see you. Right. You know? And the other thing is, growing up, I was doing comedy, and I worked at the strip club and all that. I, I really did. I did a little road. But comics were always jealous of you, okay? Yeah. And I think jealousy is a disease, okay? You stand there for 45 minutes and do stand-up. No props. Hello, guys. He's not a, just a prop comic, assholes. Right. This guy's a fucking stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah. That's what I love about you. Stand there. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of evolved over the years. Uh, like you were just said, you said you've been here forever. Um, it's evolved into that. When I first, when I first, of course, I was terrified to ever just tell a story. I always had to have a prop or something to, and any silent moment would be just it'd be less than a second. I had to move on because I was just scared. Of silence, and I, now I have signs in, in my dressing room that says "Listen to the silence," because the silence is what makes it gold. You have to, you have to have that the silence, and that's what what happened was I I had broken my leg snowboarding because you know I thought I was Sean Wayne, <laughs> and uh, I, I break my leg snowboarding, and then I'm on a knee scooter for like you know four or five months, and you don't think about it when you like any other person in, in stand-up could have probably been i'll just do my stand-up on an e-scooter but i'm like oh fuck i've got like i run around like a like a you know a madman so the whole show had to change like the whole dynamic i couldn't run around to the prop trunks and grab stuff and dance at the end and do all that. i had to just stand sit in one place and and tell a story so that's how it all started i just i was stuck on a scooter and i just said well uh let me tell you about my family and i just started kind of becoming a, a stand-up, like a monologist that I'd never done before. I was terrified. But it worked, and now people that come say, oh, I like that part the best now where it's, it becomes human and you start talking and, and people listen. You know, it's a story, and there's, there's, nothing, there's not a laugh for like a minute where people are just listening. It's, it's frightening. How do you uh, deal with hecklers? I mean, uh, you know, lucky it... we don't get as, as many. You know, when I first started out, because they were coming to see me. Now I think they're coming to see the show. So I think they're, we're, they're, we get people that try to, you know, participate and add things. You know, but my show, you saw last night, it's not a very uh, aggressively. Rob is you know, my opening act attacks the crowd <laughs> like a pit bull, and I'm on the other hand is a sweet little guy that comes up and says, "Oh, and I, I have, you know, I have something prepared. I don't really have to." You know, I don't do crowd work. I don't do, you know, unless it's forced upon me. But, um... Well, you do that seamlessly because last night a couple of people heckled you and you just you destroyed them. Right. The, the kids in the front row. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was great, you know. Well, I'm doing this, something about Donny Osmond. I said, you have no clue what I'm talking about. I mean, what you know, it's kind of funny. You look down, this kid has, you know, no clue Donny Osmond is, you know, or even half the crowd. Right? Yeah. So it, you, you kind of think, oh, goodness, you know, I'll explain it to you later when you get back. 
Talk to us about what an influence Gallagher was on your life. He was a huge influence, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the very first uh, guys that I admired, uh, not only because of the props and stuff, because I wanted to do that, but his stand-up was really, was really genius. And I thought, <sighs> I thought, you know, no one really, no one to this day ever thinks about his stand-up. They all talk about his hit, hitting the watermelon. And even he would say that. He would say, you know, I sit up here for an hour and a half and talk about, the, and then all you wear, care about is the watermelon. So he was aware of it. You know that he was very he was very smart, and then he end was stupid, and he he used to say that. I love I, I love my show because it's so smart, and then he ends with stupid. Which George Carlin used to say that I can talk about abortion for twenty minutes and then tell a fart joke and people laugh. It was one of the only people that could do that. You mentioned George Carlin. He has an interesting story about George Carlin because right next to his bar, Mom's Saloon, was George Carlin's office in Brentwood. Oh, how great! Tell this man oh, the story. Uh, George used to come in every day, happy hour, and drinks a Budweiser in a bottle and keeps to himself. Right. Next to his office was an old-fashioned barbershop, and a guy named Al Davis, not the owner of the, right, Ra yeah, right, the right. Raiders, a little guy from Arkansas, had a laugh like this. <laughs> what, I don't know how he did it, Scott, but if there's seven <laughs> seats at the bar, this guy always got himself next to Carlin. Carlin was very quiet. Yeah. Like me, engage me, because he knew I would keep people away from him. One day, Al just starts in and goes, you know what? <laughs> Nervous laugh. <laughs> you know what? Today, I'm <laughs> I got two broads in the shop, and they want me to shave their vaginas. <laughs> just this is Carlin. <laughs> yeah, I got all these underwears now. Give me your underwear and let me shave their vaginas. <laughs> About a week later, Carlin comes in and Al's in there, and he's got a, he's got a gift and it's wrapped, and he gives it to Al. And the whole bar's watching, and Al unwraps the gift, and it's new underwear, all oh, kinds great. of underwear. Right. This is 1985, <laughs> 85. And Al goes, "What's this?" He goes. <laughs> For all, for all the vaginas that you shaved and all the underwear you collected, give these back to the women. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> he was so great. He was so... Uh, he was, yeah, uh, he, I, I got to meet him. He was very gentle, uh, very nice, very nice. You, uh, you, I've always said this, you know, you're a humble guy. You have a big heart. I watch your, you know, your, your social, and you were walking across the street. Now, this man goes to see sick kids in hospitals and stuff, and he doesn't bring the camera crew with him, okay? Mm. He does it because it's between him and the child he's visiting or the sick person. And he was walking across the street in Vegas and a lady hit you, you bounced off the, uh, the, gla the, 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 the windshield and fell and got up and started to, hey, tell us that story. I don't think it was, a win I think she backed into me. I think she was backed into me. I was, I was trying to make, I, I was. It was an elect, that sounded better. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, uh, no, I was just walking and yeah, she did, it was an electric car, which, you know, yeah. thank God they have those. And so, People ask me all the time, how come you don't have an electric car? Because they still make gas ones, that's why. But they, well, they, this lady just, you don't hear it. Just, I'm walking, she just backs into me, and I'm, and people are witnessing. I'm like, okay, and everybody's like all concerned. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. It was, you know, it was a plastic car. Yeah. yeah but, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was fine. It was <laughs> funny. I was, and then all of a sudden you get up and you start. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Everybody's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. We're it was the, shocking. Yeah, but the, we're the same age, and when I watch your show... So if you got hit by the car, not good. Yeah, probably. no, that wouldn't have been good. You wouldn't have been, not <laughs> good for the car. You would have, you wouldn't have bounced back up. <laughs> or the car, right, exactly. <laughs> I'd have a lawyer calling me. You know? She hit me, and yeah, that's yeah, my problem. You saw that, right? Uh, yeah. Um, but you uh, you do things... Um, oh, so you, you're, you're talking great about the, uh, you know, the, the hotel and... You know that the uh, shades don't. Uh, oh, right, know, right. You know, yeah, and, right. The, and the light comes in. You right. lay on your back, okay. Now I know how old you are. We're both thirty-eight, but you are in such fucking great shape. You go down and you get right back up. Mm -hmm. I can't fucking tie my shoe. Yeah, you're unbelievable. I mean, you are. In, are you in the best shape of your life right now? Yeah, I think I'm in better shape than I ever been. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just physically, not not for like weightlifting or not. But, no, no, just, but just yeah. flexible. Jeff, so my assistant's laughing. No, he thinks I'm not. I think I should be taken to the shot like a horse. But no, I, there's days where I, I I'm not well. Right, right. But right now, yeah, there's another. The hardest one is not even that one. The hardest yeah. one is doing the Tom Jones where they throw the panties, and I I go down because oh, I even almost every night I I literally hurt my knee doing the same gag. And I know it's coming, and I, I jump like, I, you know, I thought, the joke is I saw Tom Jones and the women are throwing panties at him. I couldn't get my boxes off quick enough. <laughs> so I, I get down on the ground physically like I'm, I'm trying to pull my box. My mom's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to, well, help me, mom. I'm trying to get my boxes off. So that one, I have, a, I literally have a, like a bruise on my, it's a permanent bruise on my knee that no go, doesn't go away because I, I land on it. It's like, Every night. it's like the, it's like the, uh, the movie with, um, 
Steve Martin when he gets shot in the same arm in the same hole every time. What was that movie? Oh. A dead man can't wear dead man's yes. So he gets shot in the, in the arm, and then everything gets shot again in the same exact hole like five times in the movie. It's so funny. He's like, "Damn it, not again!" Like that right into the same hole. So it's that same thing. It just won't heal. Can you tell us about? You're such a family guy from Orlando. Tell yeah. us about your mom, your dad, your brother. You know, I, I love when you you go to that in your show. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fun because I you know I don't know how many comics grew up with 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 you know comedic parents or actors that had people that you know. My dad, you know, Drew Barrymore. My, my, my uncle was not, you know, Mr. Barrymore. Right. My dad worked at NASA and was not. Well, it was funny. I, he was funny though. Maybe with the funniest guys I knew. He, he reminded me of George Carlin. Looked like him exactly. Looked like him, and he bitched just like him. He bitched every day. Like, why is all these people on the road? I, well, we're on the road. He would always just complain. So I, I kind of like Carlin because he kind of reminded my father. Um, smart guy. Mom uh, was just. Not an astronaut, a trainer, but she, she was always very, uh, very, you know, wanted me to succeed. And as any parent was concerned, was the word probably going into show business. You know, my father was not concerned. He was like against it. You know, my mom was like, "Well, that sounds fun," and my dad's like, "You're not being a fucking comedian. You're gonna go to, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna work at NASA like your father." And I'm like, "Oh." I am well. Don't you have to be smart to do that? Like, you know, when you're a kid, you just think you could do anything. I'm going to be an astronaut because that sounds like a fun job. And they go, "Oh, you have to train for it." Oh, you know. Oh man. So my brother went to the Air Force Academy. Oh, that's great. And uh, became a, a jet pilot, fighter pilot. And so, yeah, that's why I say in the show, my whole adopted life, I really wanted to be. A, <laughs> Where the fuck uh, did really, this guy really, come from? <laughs> really wanted to be a comedian. Yeah. This is a Thompson. What? The but fuck? it's weird. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it was uh, interesting. You know. Yeah. Became, of course, the whole family are. are huge fans now of course but you know they saw the 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 journey and it wasn't overnight they knew it was an incredible journey that to get in it and stay in it as yeah. a comedian I, I watch you and you, you remind me of tom, tom cruise because tom cruise when he does his movies he gives every fucking last ounce of him you do the same on stage man and you love your fans yeah you, i mean when you thank everybody it's genuine it's not fucking bullshit and that's what makes you, man. I'm telling you, you, you are a blessed guy, but you deserve it. I love well, I people. Appreciate I mean, that. I, I, well, I appreciate mean. The, 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 of course, the Tom Cruise reference. I'll take that. <laughs> but um, giving it your all, I think that's really one of the major things. And when I go to see a show, it, I mean, I don't, I don't care any show I've ever seen. We're savvy, right? You know, and I, even if you're not in show business, some people have said to me other shows, they're like, guys, walking through it. You never want that. It's the biggest yeah. fear in the world is someone say they saw my show and they're like, just he didn't seem into it. And he was just walking through, couldn't wait for it to be over. So every show is, is you know, I mean, I the people that I idolize are the same. Like when I look at the Rolling Stones, I mean, here are these guys are. You go see them now and they're, they not only put everything in it, they're 80. I mean, it's unbelievable. The work ethic, all the all the energy, the, the love for the, everything has got to be genuine. Otherwise... People can see right through it, you know. Oh, and people always say to me, you look, God, you look like you're having so much fun up there. I'm like, well, I am. You know, yeah. it's a blessing. It's a blessing to do it. And, yeah. I, and the fans, if you didn't have fans, I mean, oh. I get people every, nightly that have been to the show numerous times. There was a lady, I think, last night, besides you. You said eight. There's another lady that was in the front last night. She, she had her blanket. She's been to the show probably 12, 13 times. Wow. Brings her kids. That's so great. And, and, you know, you have met so many famous people. And when you tell your stories... This was one that I loved. This made me crack up. Because you, you tell the truth. You can't make the stories up. Right. You can't make the That's usually what I say. I say, you yeah. can't make this up. No. And you <laughs> are from Orlando, so you know the Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And you were at their concert in the green room. Take it away. God, was it the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Or, or was it NSYNC? It was, was it one, yeah, one of, yeah. I think it was NSYNC, okay, so wasn't NSYNC, it? yeah. God. Well, I've, I've, done, I've done other things where I've, I've called them the, the wrong bands. I was walking out. The new kids on the block were playing at Mandalay Bay one night, and I had a show, and I, I wanted to go. I know them. I wanted to go, but I couldn't go. So we're walking out of my show, walking to my car, and I see these four guys come walking down the hallway. Is that them? <laughs> walking down the hallway, and uh, I said, oh, oh, and they go, hey, Scott. And I said, hey. And I said, shit, you know, Jeff, what are you doing? Why don't you just turn that it Jeff, off? you're... Is that, your, is that your wingman there, Jeff? Jeff Mullets, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fuck he Come does. Come on in. But so the guy walked, they were walking, I said, I was trying to get to your show tonight. And they were like, oh, cool. And, then, and, and I said, but I had a show, so I couldn't make it, but I was trying. 
And they're like, and here's how cool they were. They're like, right on, cool. And we hugged uh, the whatever. The white guy hug, half hug. You know that. It's like that weird, yeah. Uh, yeah that's yeah. Very uncomfortable <laughs> yeah. dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the white guy. You know, yeah. we don't we don't yeah. know how, we don't know how to hug. Oh lord. Um, and so then they walked by, and Jeff said, "You do know that was that was the Backstreet Boys. That wasn't New Kids on the Block." And I'm like, "Oh my god, it was." So they were they were cool enough to say, "Oh yeah, thanks for trying to get over though at least." But there's the irony. Would you think there'd be two fucking boy bands in the same like hallway? No. The, no. So no. Not, I I get kind of half for that one because you know like you see a boy band, you're like, oh no, they're they're both in town. Like yeah. you know, so they and I've known I've known both of those bands and and all of them for years, and so they just they just went. I used to see his content. <laughs> well, the story that I want you to tell is the Elizabeth Taylor story. Oh goodness gracious! That uh, is a well. That classic. alone, that alone, just when you say tell the Elizabeth story, ta Taylor story, <laughs> that's a it's epic already, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. So. Okay, so, so speaking of NSYNC, <laughs> I'm in LA at the time, and, and they said uh, we're you know we've been hanging out or something. They said well, we have to go to this this dinner, and I said, oh, you want to come with us? And I said, well, I well, where is it? Oh, the hotel, this fancy hotel in Beverly Hills. And I said, you know, sure. What time? You got to kind of dress up. It's we're meeting we're meeting Bill Clinton, and I was like. We're meeting Bill Clinton, and you know that's that's realized like how much of not a star you are, you know, because I've never said you know we're going to hang out with Bill Clinton tonight, you know, and things like we're going to go have lunch with Bill Clinton, like it's just a normal day. Yeah. So I said, "Fuck, seriously, can I? Can I?" And they said, "Yeah." So I go and I I go to whatever you know the Barney's or whatever and find the finds the nicest shirt or a jacket or something something black just to look fancy in L.A. You got to wear black, and I did as best I could. It's a nice sport coat, and I get all excited. We go down. And it's it's in sync. All the band in sync. Me, uh, their manager, Britney Spears, and uh, it's Johnny Wright. Yes. Yeah, so it's about the band four, five, six of us, and then two Secret Service guys. So the Secret Service guys are in there, and the room literally is smaller than this table. I just it can hold it can hold maybe in sync comfortably, but not the rest of us, right? So I'm 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 right away looking at it like this is I'm leaving. I said I'm gonna go. And Johnny Wright, who's their manager, says, "No, you're not leaving." I said, "This is just this is ridiculous." I mean, we're all crammed in. Like I got I got I don't feel comfortable being in this room. You've got all these people, you know. And Johnny goes, "You're not leaving." And the Secret Service hears me. He says, "You're." He says to Johnny Wright, "Out to him." And I said, "Well, he's not leaving. He he's the manager of the band. I'll leave." And he says. Both of you fucking leave right now. So Johnny's like, I'll tell you what. Not, how about this? How about none of us are leaving? And the Secret Service says, two of you are going to leave right now. And I said, I'm going. And the, the other Secret Service, now they're really mad. He says, all right, if you're not in, in this hell of a funny, if you're not in, in sync or in Britney Spears, you have to leave. And I said, what if I'm, at, what if I'm literally in Britney Spears? Because it was so crowded. I said, what if, I, what if, I'm, what if I'm literally in Britney Spears? And all everybody laughed. Everybody. I mean, even, even she did. Great. And then right when everyone laughed, the door opened and Elizabeth Taylor walked in. Oh, my goodness. On my life. I went, oh. I said, hi, and you can't miss her. And she says, can you, this is the best part. She says, can you get me a chair, Mary? <laughs> Mary! <laughs> and I said, I swear to God. I said, yes. So I'm looking around and there's no chairs. I said, we need to get her a chair. And, and everyone's like, what the, what, why'd she call? I said, I don't know, just get her a chair. And so right as I'm looking for a chair, you know, Joey Fatone, everyone thinks it's hilarious. The president walks in. He goes, hi, how are you? And I said, good. And he says, what's your, he says, what's your name? And they all go, Mary. And Bill Clinton goes, Mary. I said, that's an inside joke. I love inside jokes. What's the inside <laughs> joke? I said, no, nothing. He, she called me Mary. And, went, How's that? and then I, it was just why I said I'd met your brother, Roger Clinton, like the night before at a random at, a, at Dantana's. Oh, yeah. Oh, and right when he's saw. letting go of my hand, he's like, wait, my brother. And he, now, he's, now he's, you know, not, he's engaged. He's like, oh, my brother's a good guy. What are you going to say? He's a dick. He's like, no, he's a great guy. <laughs> And he says, that's great. So uh, he, he kept saying that, which name? And, I, and he said, I know it's Carrot Top. I don't know your real name. I thought that was nice. I said, Scott. He said, Scott, it's a great name. I Scott Thompson or whatever. And then, uh, and then he let go. And I said, that was cool. But the, the whole night was, and they called me Mary till, until this day. Uh, Joey will call me now and say, hey, what's up, Mary? <laughs> Funny stuff. But crazy. Yeah, just, it's just you know, stuff you'd never imagine. The big imagined. question is, did you get her a chair? There was no yeah. chair to be had. Oh, there was, oh. It was just a little, I just, you know, you can sit on my, yeah, you, you sit on, sit on my, bruised, my bruised knee. Yeah. 
Instead, oh, of, instead of saying inside jokes, I'm inside Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. He would have loved that. If you're not, yeah, there you go. If you're not in Britney Spears, well, I'm actually right. in, in oh, her. That's, yeah. that's so fucking great. You know what? Props. He, his whole act is props, a lot of props. I'm in the restaurant business, and I've been here 30 years. Mm, props. You get props, because I talked to a lot of bartenders and a lot of servers in town. This guy's huge. Uh, he's chipper. Nice. Yeah, yeah chipper. huge. Huge, huge. Well, that's, that, nice. that, no, goes, that's what we talk about. Yeah. The celebrities talk to people on the strip, and they said, this guy's a jerk-off. This guy doesn't tip. I can't believe this guy's in the NBA, and you know he's a stiff. Yeah, yeah I've when always When it comes been... to this guy, man, and I, I don't have to name the places. That would be indiscreet. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's but, nice to know, because I, I do. do, do. But you have to, even if I wasn't in this, you know... Business, you, you have to take care of people. And, you know, I also, I worked in the business, though. You know, I shucked oysters and, and bartended. So I think when you have a taste of it when you're a kid, that I always yeah. tell people, I don't care what, you, you should have a job that we work with people Oh, one time. I don't yeah. care if it's just yeah. for a month. Because you should learn what it's like to be yeah. what it's yeah. like. Because, you, yeah. you know, I, and I always say, you don't have to be in show business to be, you should tip even if you're not in show business. You should yeah, just be I, take care of your staff. I totally we appreciate it. Yeah. I, I worked at the, uh, the 20th Century Fox uh, studio commissary. Yeah. So it's the way people treat a waiter, a busboy, is who they are in yeah. real life. And tipping is, hello, when you're worth $500 million and you're giving me 10 bucks, we got a problem, okay? You you got to spread it out. If you're so blessed to make right. Google's of money in your yeah. life, right? Well, you know, right. They, you can't take it with you, right? Right. Yeah. This guy has a family. You give him a couple and twenty bucks, it makes his day. You yeah. know, that's I, used to, I wrote a, a line, that, uh, gee, I, literally probably forty years ago when I was just starting out comedy. I thought it was a great line, and then I hear a George Strait song, and he uses the line. So I thought maybe I'm not as smart as I thought I was. But one of my first lines, I would say, you never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. And that was just a reference to, you can't take everything with you. You never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. Yeah, right. George Strait has a great song, saw a hearse pulling a U-Haul. And I was like, God damn it, did he take my line? Or, <laughs> or was I just, was that parallel thinking? Or I just thought I was smarter than I, you know, I thought I really made up some really genius thing. I want to know, you have a great crew. People yeah. have been with you forever. Like, like this guy over here. With his phone on? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff... Uh, Mullets, can you tell me yeah. a little bit about this guy? How you met him? Yeah, and, we met. We met well years ago with MGM. Yeah. He was just, he was there, wandering through my porn collection. And, <laughs> and, uh, I love it. I love he it. said, "I can organize it Give for it you." Him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I could use it. He's been with the the team ever since. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, the, all your guys. I mean, you. I, and I love an, when you, you yeah. talk. You know, you're on stage and you're talking to. I don't. Know, yeah. is, there's somebody there, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, it's great. I mean, you. It's so it's kind of soon. a Carson esque thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it's. I kind of yeah. stole that kind of move from. I don't mean to do it, but yeah. it's very Carson when he looks over at Ed. I do that a lot. I don't know. But why? But Wait, uh, when you were on Star Search, oh my God, that was crazy. buddy! I was, I mean, and you lost to um, Bob Zaney. Bob Zaney. I'm like crying. You're like, did I win? Point yeah. two five? What yeah. the fuck? And that, well, oh. that's not a joke because I really yeah, didn't. Yeah. Both Bob of us Zaney. didn't know. If you look at the clip, we're both going like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a, is a quarter more than a third? Yeah. Uh, you know where I got that clip? This is even funnier, I yeah. think. So I, I think one night, because I'm, I'm like, I should put in like the Star Search thing, just kind of, it's kind of self-deprecating, and it's kind of fun to show people. Mm-hmm. So I know I have it somewhere, so I looked everywhere. My archives, everybody, office can't find no one can find it. And I said, well, fuck, an idiot. Why don't I just call Bob Zaney? <laughs> so I go, I call Bob, and I go, Bob. And he goes, yeah. And I said, do, do you have that Star Search clip of us? He goes, I don't think so. I said, you jerk off to it every day. Like, you, fucking, you don't have it. Come on. Come on, Bob. And he goes, what do you want it for? I said, I want to put it in the show. And he said, you're going to make fun of it. I said, you win. Yeah. You're the winner in this. I'm making fun of me. You get to win every night again. So then he laughed and he gave it to me. And then when I came to the show, I'm like, see, it's great. It's, for you. it's all for you. Now, some nights people yell, whatever happened to him? I said, he's getting my car out of L.A. right now. But, um, <laughs> or something. He's grabbing my pizza. But people still, and he's a great comic. People still ask oh, him. Oh, Like, not every night, but usually someone will heckle that night. Didn't he have his own comedy club, yeah. right? Zaney? No, no, that wasn't oh, Bob Zaney. But, that's, oh, but you, you oh, think that was a his club. Oh, it wasn't him. Oh, okay. But Bob Zaney. But yeah. Funny guy. Have you been all over the world doing comedy? Yeah, even Henderson almost. Today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we call him Hender Tucky. <laughs> Hender Tucky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been all over this. Everyone. This, I mean, I've been in the world oh, performing, yeah. not so much. I mean, I've been in Europe and all that and stuff. But I've, as far as you know, comedy is always. They've asked me to go to other places and do it, and I've always wanted to get to go there, but I never have done it yet. You know, where would translate Australia or, or you know some places, but uh, we haven't done it yet. But I would love to. I think you should. I mean, 
you transcend. I mean, you see the crowd, and I watch the crowd sometimes. You have every walk of fucking life there. Oh, that's true. That's the great part. Eight like, to eighty, literally. Yeah, it's it's unreal. I mean, last night the kids in the front were they they looked like they were twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And then, the, then we, you know, had you, and then we had other people, the older people to the right. That were the lady in the front was really old. Her husband, they, we've been on the show, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, it's always been kind of that way. It's weird from day one when I used to do uh, with like the Regis and Kathleen, and then the Tonight Show in colleges. I would be getting every demographic uh, across the board, and people used to always say, "What's the what's the de- the demographic for me?" And I'd say eight to eighty. That's fantastic. That's uh, yeah. so true. And are you surprised when you look into the crowd? Like, I think you told the story uh, on one of the shows I saw about Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you get, yeah, we get people that come all the time, and you kind of, oh shit. Toby Keith comes, and you're making fun of him, and you know, oh, Shania God. Twain, and you. you I, I had a great joke with when she. I did the joke before she came to the show, and then everyone's like, "You're not going to do that, right?" Because she's coming tonight. Yeah. Fuck, I'm going to do it. We're comics. We're comics. I mean, I hate that. Like, no, you're a comic. Do your shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not that horrible of a thing, but it's not a very nice thing to say about her. I said, you know, Shania Twain's hot. I'd nail that again if I had a chance. You know, man, fuck her. So she's in the crowd. And I said, yeah, Shania Twain, I'd nail that again if I had a chance. And they all go, ooh. And I go, you don't know. And then she comes back after me. And, she's, and, and she says, nail me again? Really? <laughs> no, but she was fun with it. She yeah, had she fun with it. But she, then I, she saw my show like a dozen times. And my, we were like on the road in Fort Lauderdale. And I, was, I did it again. She came back. You still doing that fucking joke about nail? <laughs> I said, it kills. It does, but why do you, people are going to think that you are. I said, why does it matter then? You know, your, uh, your guy was Gallagher. My yeah. guy, seven years old, I was watching The Tonight Show, Don Rickles. Oh, it was Don, 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 Don Rickles. Rickles, and you've probably met him a hundred times. And I, I, were, I was to, in a movie, yeah. Oh, you were in a movie. Dennis the Menace. That's yeah. right, that's right. What a guy. I mean, this is a guy who, on stage, brutal, but oh, off no. stage, the sweetest, nicest guy. Oh, no, guy. right, absolutely the sweetest man right? in the world. Yep. I mean, it was all just for that show. I mean, literally. Yeah. I mean, off stage, he couldn't have been nicer and gentler. Uh, when I met him, it was, uh, it, I mean, it was a dream come true, yeah. because when you meet your, your, your idols and the people that you look yeah. up to, and, and they're like, you know, I, I was lucky to be on Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. with Larry David, and I met him, I'm like... Wow, he's nothing like his character, you know? That's cool, you yeah. know? Where you can turn it on and turn it off, you know? Yeah. Did you, when you were coming up, did you do the improv, the comedy show? I gotta tell you my Rickles one real quick. Oh, sure. Was, it's only because you, when, when I did the, the movie Dennis Menace, I was playing the, these, uh, there's like six different parts. I, I did. Uh, I was. A, I was an Indian. I was a, a an old guy. It took every day. It took hours of prosthetics and, and makeup to get me into these characters, and so I'd get there dark. And the first person on the set, and they would start working on me to get me ready for shooting at nine in the morning, or whatever. And every morning, every morning, Don Rickles would walk in the makeup trailer and say the same line, and it killed every day. He'd walk in, he goes, Ah, you're still in this? <laughs> you're still in this? And I'd laugh every morning. I'm still in it, Don. Ah, you're still in this thing? That's so great. Oh, yeah, that's man. great. Yeah. yeah that's my, so cool. My guy was uh, Bob Zaney, by the way. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the, the young Scott Thompson, the, the the high school Scott Thompson, were you a jock? Were you a BMX guy? No, no, I was. A, a drum, I played drums in the high school. Um, marching band? Yeah, marching oh, band. Oh, I love it. Okay. Yeah, I played uh, well drums, and so it was. Uh, again, not the brightest guy. Like if you know, if, if you're if you're the, uh, the brightest person, you probably play the piccolo because that's the lightest one to carry around in a fucking marching band, and you know, <laughs> on a piccolo. parade. You don't think about the that, fucking right? Piccolo. So this girl, we're on a, we're in a, we have a parade to do through downtown Cocoa, and, and I'm holding this fucking big drum. I mean, it weighed, it weighed three times as amount as me, and I thought, you know, I'm cool, man. I'm playing the drums, and I'm like dying in this this parade, and we're stepping over one of our as we're going down the parade, we're stepping over someone that's passed out, and it was the piccolo f- player, and we're like, oh god, and she's just she's out like cold, and they're trying to get her out and get get, get her water, and we're still going. And I look back at my best friend who played tuba. I said, can you believe this shit? And he goes, my mouthpiece weighs more than her whole instrument. <laughs> and I said, that's so true. His mouthpiece alone weighed more than her instrument. And he's he's hearing this big fucking tuba, but um, I played. I mean, I swam and I did some some. Uh, not act, uh, you know, in sports, but nothing that got me hurt. Swimming and wrestling and stuff like that. Does guys in the marching band in high school get laid? That's well, all drummers do. Oh, drummers yeah, got that's laid. Why, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, that's why I was going to be a drummer. I I talked about that when I lost my virginity. I don't think Tommy Lee ever gets laid, but I, you know. No, no. Yeah. And he has such a small pee-pee. <laughs> there you go. Oh, see, Everything. I did it again. Yeah. Um, did you hear what Jeff Ross said about him? 
Uh, no. He goes, Tommy Lee's dick is so big it has an elbow. They're doing the roast of Pamela Anderson. It's an elbow. Jeff Ross. Oh, my God. One of the best fun comics. Oh, he's great. It's funny. You would be great on uh, like a Comedy Central yeah, roast. Roast. Yeah, have you been I've asked? Done, oh yeah, I've done them. I've done oh, them. oh, you have yeah. done. Okay. We did with Flavor Flav. We did one. Oh, for, oh you're okay. Gene okay. Simmons. We've done a few. Oh, of them. that's great. That's great. I, now it's it's Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Oh. Scott. Who was the greatest guy you ever met? You're like, holy fuck! It's and then you're like, you go up and and they recognize you and you're like, so like, oh my, you know who I am? I know who you are. Um, there's been a few. Yeah, yeah. Jack Nicholson one day was walked up. Means Topper, he called me. And, <laughs> Topper. Uh, Topper. <laughs> Topper. I was, in, I was in Aspen, walking across a little teeny street in Aspen, and I was just coming from the gym. I never forget this because I was coming from the gym and I see him and they said that he lived in town. He was not a nice guy. And I look and I said, fuck, it looks like Jack Nicholson coming at me. And I mean, literally like walking right at me. So I, I just put, kind of put my head down and kind of, you know, look, kind of look at him. And he says, Topper, hey, Topper. And I said, oh, fuck, Jack. And he goes, what the, why is that Jay Leno such a fucking prick to you? And I said, no, Jay's great to me. He goes, no, 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 every time you do the show and you have all your stuff, he never brings you over the couch. And it's bullshit. Fuck him. And I was wow, like, and we wow, had, yeah, it was oh, like a 20-minute conversation and asked me. And then he says, where are you coming from? And I said, the gym. And he says, why aren't you sweating? And I said, what? He said, I just walked from, I just walked from my house. <laughs> <laughs> a block over and I'm drenched. You know why? Because I'm an old fuck, he kept saying. I said, you're not old. I'm an old fuck, he kept saying. I said, you're not old. He said, you're not sweating at all. And you came from the gym. I'm sweating and I haven't done anything. So anyway, that was pretty cool. Um, Jeff and I were talking last night about, you know, Gary Shandling. You know, oh, I, um, God. You know I got to do the, when I was doing the Tonight Show one night, he was on it and, and Jay said, oh, yeah, you're going to stick around and watch, uh, watch Carrot Top. And Shanley says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll stick around and watch it." And so I I'm I'm beside myself because a lot of the Tonight shows I I could list that I've had to do with with people watching on the panel that watch me. It's a little nerve wracking. We had Dick Cheney. We've had people. Wow. But uh, Shanley was the one that I, I got me more than anything. I was so nervous. I oh my God, I didn't want to bomb in front of Shanley. And I come out and I did. I don't. I, I remember the joke that he after the show taping. I sat down. And he went plate for bulimics. How did my God? <laughs> and it was just a plate for bulimics. And he said that's the best thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, and then we became friends. I would I would see him out at lunches and uh, he, I would say he didn't invite me to his memorial service, but his his people did. Yeah. Gary was very special. I was going to the University of Arizona. He was from Tucson. And he went to the University of Arizona. Yeah. So I'm in uh, Vegas with my buddies, and we're, uh, we went to the Caesars and saw Joan Rivers. And oh, he opened for Joan Rivers. Great, great. And I said, I'm going to fuck with him just to get him going. Because I love, I love heckling because I want him to destroy me. And yeah. so, of course, I start doing all these jokes about uh, University of Arizona and Tucson. He, he trapped me up so good. I mean, I was in the desert somewhere here. It was so great. And I saw him in the uh, casino after. He said, you know, you're a really funny guy. I go, oh, thanks, Gary. You were great. And I saw his girlfriend. And I wrote him a letter. He called me in Tucson. Mm. I was going to school. He says, I want to help you with comedy and all this stuff. And he was so nice to me and so genuine. And then he got the It's Gary Shandling show. So he got busy. And he said, don't worry. Our paths will cross again. And I was a warm-up guy for like 10 years, and I was doing a show called Normal Life with the Dweezil Zappas. I don't right. know if you remember. I knew and I was walking to <laughs> Satsang Gower, and I, I go, oh, my God. It was uh, Sandy Wernick. It was, uh, it was uh, Brad Gray and yeah, Gary but... Shanley. And Gary goes, oh, my God. And we talk, and then kind of I had to go, and I looked at Gary. I go, Gary, our paths did cross yeah. again. And he was just, he was, he yeah. was the, Larry Sanders, the funniest motherfucker. I mean, was that a great show? We just talked about it all because I've been watching the documentary on the uh, on his. Oh, uh, it's like the Zen Diaries. Zen Diaries. I'm just literally in the middle of it, and it's just it's blowing me away. It's so good. He's so good. Oh, he. he I mean, he, you know, he always told me. He said, "I don't know if you do this, but if you can make your friends laugh, Scott, you have a little uh, tape recorder." or your phone or whatever, you write down that joke. Because if you can make your friends laugh, you can make others laugh, you know? Oh, wow. And do you write your material? Like, how do you write your material? How, what's your process? Yeah, same as any, uh, probably, I don't yeah. know. I'm more observational, kind of, I write, I try to think of something every day for the show, whether it goes in or not. Um, sometimes you saw the show, it could, be a, it could be a music thing. It could be like the Sphere just came into the show because the Sphere's new. And right. It's kind of funny, you see the Sphere over a billion lights and then Lux are worth one, you know? But it gets a great laugh because it's true. Um, but yeah, usually observational stuff, you know, things that happen, uh, you know, pop culture, 
Right. I do a little politics, as you saw last night, but I don't get too heavy. I don't pick a side, if you, if you notice. I know, I do, you're right I down do the impressions middle. of both, okay? So yeah. you don't pick a side, so they kind of don't know who you're, you know, you just yeah. kind of make I love fun when you both. do, and last night, I was, uh, me and my, uh, my girl, she, uh, Kathy, she loves you, and we, we were cracking up when you do uh, uh, the Joe Biden. Oh, the you start, so you go to sleep. Biden, oh yeah. my god! You do a great Trump. Give us a little Trump. Yeah, yeah God. Oh my it's God. The, what's funny is yeah. the worst Trump. That's why. And but people think but it's, it's great good because it's, because yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's right. bad. Because right, right. then you get my friends that like Caliendo and people that really do it fucking good. Great. You know, oh, and man. you get He's Caliendo that does it, and you're like, no, okay. Then I'm like doing mine, and it's like, okay, that's mine's really not good. But, you know, and Caliendo does it, and, and we have another John Dominique. I mean, he lives here in Vegas. He's a he's great. Impressive. We brought him on. Yeah, but he does Trump to the to the nines. Oh. So uh, I saw him on Instagram, and Jeff said, "We know him." I said, "Oh, I don't, I don't. Yeah, we know him." So I reached out to him and said, "Do you want to come on stage one night when I do my when I do my Trump thing?" And I just go, you know, folks. And then he comes out, and what what are you doing? And he does like he's fixing my Trump. Oh, you have like I, a Trump off. <laughs> yeah, and the crowd went fucking eight, yeah Trump off and went crazy. Trump so I, I started doing my folks, and then he he walked out. He says. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm doing you. And he's like, You're not doing it right. And then so we, the crowd loved it. And he looks, he dresses to the whole. Wow. I'm in him. Suit and everything. Oh no, yeah. you think it's him? And he walked backstage. And I said to my, this is not a joke. I said to my seamstress, I said, um, um, the president. It was right before the show. I said he was in my green room getting ready. And I said the president's here. No, she says, Who's here tonight? I said the president. You want to meet him? She goes. The president of the hotel? I said, no, the president of the hotel. <laughs> no, the United States. The United States. And she said, where? He says, my dressing room. She, she walks in, Ruby walks in, and, and he says, well, how are you? Now I'm doing Clinton. How are you? Um, I said, how are you? And uh, she's like, oh, my God. She almost cries. She thinks it's really him. He looks just like No. Him. And, oh. uh, yeah. That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, and then and then you told the her, Trump yeah. offs. Great. Yeah, no, I never told her. I, I know. No, I wanted to keep her. No, this should know. Um, but when he came out, and we're going to try to do it again now. And when you know it's getting closer, it's fun. But right. he, the crowd loved it because it's he. You know, he's so good. And then uh, mine looks so bad after he does it. But it's good. it's so bad. It's so good. Right. That's, That's why I say yeah. in the show. I says the yeah. word is the word the pressure never. <laughs> And I love the my I crack up every time the Hugh Hefner Walker with the yeah, huge yeah. long. That's a good go-to. Oh, it's a that, good go-to. And you go and you you call it back. Oh yeah yeah. Oh man yeah. I just you know, it's a brand new callback to that. That's a brand I, new. I had I, never called it back till this weekend. I I, I, I about the luggage coming down. I said God, I hope my dildos make it. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. Um, and then not the not the personal ones. No, of course. The, 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 Jeff holds those. The, right? yeah, Doesn't yeah. Jeff hold those perfectly? But personal then yeah, ones? the yeah the Walker with the, what the fuck? I said I didn't know that was in there. Yeah, no, uh, someone that was a George Carlin uh, uh, bit that I um, find myself to be. What's that word? Like immortalized by? He mentioned me in a special, and that was like. Oh, that's fuck! That, I can yeah. I can I can retire. Yeah, it's all. He over. said people ask me who packs my who packed your bags. At the airport, they used to have that thing at the airport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah question at the airport. Did you pack your own bags? You know what? Caratop packed my fucking bags, is what he says. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, it's like you just can say, I, yeah. I, I can retire. Now, George Carlin give up, right? just said, Carrot Top. And then he goes on, though. He says, Carrot Top packed my fucking bag. He and Martha Stewart and Florence Henderson came, <laughs> came over, kicked me. Made lobster Florentine, did a three way, and then they packed my fucking bag. Yeah. I love that. I had a huge crush on Florence Henderson. Did you? Oh, yeah. 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 Did you? Uh, Pleasure yourself, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely oh, man. Okay. I, you know, I'm, I'm older than all you guys. Yeah, so the Brady bunch. That's Brady yeah, bunch. Yeah. Yeah. I knew Robert Reed couldn't give her. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we know. Yeah. Now we know. Oh, any uh, any aspirations to act? Uh, any more films in the in the future? I love acting. I mean, if I, you know, if I get asked to do, I've done a few movies. Um, but yeah, I, I love doing it. I've I got a few that I've just that I've done that are waiting to come out. I did one with Matt Reif. Um, He's blowing up big. We'll see if that if that comes to comes to surface somewhere. Acting's fun. I mean, it's a, it's a whole as you know, it's a whole different. Uh, it's a whole, whole different, different animal. animal. Yeah, a whole different. And and as they talk about it with Shandling in the in the documentary I'm watching now, yeah. how he said that, you yeah. know, he's he was so just, you know, acting. Oh my god! And he, you know, he tried doing more of it, and it, it, it was tough. You uh, you would be great because uh, on Curb Your Enthusiasm, as you know. 
all improv. Yeah, I've written oh. I've written a scene for them. Oh, you did? Oh, really? I mean, I sorry, oh. pitched an idea. Okay, so, okay, a scene for me being in it. Oh, you'd be um, great. Oh, and they, the God. guy came back and said they loved it, but we're gonna see if that that would be that would now that would be if I could do is that. Is that one of those? Whole, well, for something, for me, I kind of came up with the idea, but of course it's improv. But the, the 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 center of the whole piece about him seeing me. And what I'm doing, and, and how we we how we end up getting to A to B will be. That's great. Oh no, he, he uh, Larry Davidson, and he's mentioned me a lot. I mean, he knows I've known him. I mean, I know him oh, for years. Yeah. And so it's not like you know he's a fan, so that helps. But I was at a Just for Laughs uh, one year, and you know that's one of those things. You just it's the most fun is just walking around the the you know the the. the the, the evening with all the all your you know Albert Brooks and everyone who's there is the comics are uh. there. So I Chris Rock is talking to Larry David, and I'm standing there and Chris is like, "Oh, Carrot Top," and I said, "Hey, Chris, how you doing? You know Larry?" I said, "No, I, I don't think we." So I shake and he's, "Oh, Carrot Top. Wow, this is a, this is um." This is going to go down and, you know, trying to fuck with me. It's going to go down in history, huh? <laughs> you get a picture of me shaking Carrot Top's hand, you know. <laughs> and uh, then he, then I go. Four days go by and Chris Rock is on Letterman, and Letterman's like, "So, so, you know, what have you been up to?" And Chris says, oh, you know, I was just at the Just for Laughs," and, and Letterman's like, "Just for Laughs? What uh, like is the comedy?" He says, "Yeah, what's that like?" He says, "You know, just hanging out with Larry David and Carrot Top." And Dave's <laughs> like, "Oh, that sounds like fun." It was like, it was like, oh, you know, no, 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 it was good. Great. No, it was, no, yeah, no, it was great. great. It was like, yeah. oh, it was cool, but it was, you know. Did you get to do Letterman? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I oh. did. I God and dang. It was and the funny thing about it, you know same thing. He's they would say things like he's you know you just can't you can't you get there you can't you don't say hi to him you don't meet him you don't right, right. you don't look at him you don't you no. just right it's uh, like just the invisible man. So yeah, they put me in this room and I was sitting there. And they said, "Oh, we have to move us to another room because he's going to walk through here to the oh. stage." So, they, but that's that's it's normal for that. Yeah. So they all move us out. I mean, it was even like Jeff Garland. It was the, they moved Jeff too out of there? Yeah. So me and you know Jeff and were buddy buddy. So they moved us all out because he doesn't care who's in. He doesn't walk. In, want to see share. He doesn't want to see anybody. He just wants to go to. Oh, I see. So, oh, he so wants they, to be I fresh. Said, no, no, no problem. So I you know I get, I get up and we and we move and you kind of get a, a wisp goes by a little cologne and you know, okay that must have been him and they bring you back in and you sit back in your room. So he walks there and whatever and I'm like, I may have said something to just to myself like. Uh, uh, to the woman, I think she. I said she said, um, he might come back through, but um, I'm gonna we gotta move again. I said, I'll move whenever we have to. Just let, give me the heads up. So we're just sitting there. I'm just waiting. All of a sudden, he just walks in, oh. looks at me. He's it just looks at me. It's weird. I'm like I'm not supposed to look at him, right? So I, I look at him, <laughs> and I said, Hey, Dave. And he goes, Caretop. And he says, Thanks for doing this. I, he puts his hand. On. I said, Oh, and he has his hat on his. Thanks for doing this. I said, "Oh my God, this is like, this is you've made my life. This is the, my lifetime dream." And he walked out, and the girl's like, "All right, that was weird. He never does that." And then he walked back in. He goes, "Your lifetime dream?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, he just looked at me. He goes, "All right, now you, now you're now you're full of shit." And he walked out. And she's like, "That's never happened." Oh my! So we, he liked me, and he and he we did some skits, and there was one where I'm sleeping with the, the judges in the Olympics. In beds, so I'm in the. I'm in, it's, a great, it's a great bit. All the all the girls are in bed with Letterman, and they and they hold up a number. You know how he performed in bed, right. and they're all like fours and fives and whatever twos, and then they they cut t to me and the girls like ten, you know nine. Uh, so he's like, really? <laughs> that was funny. That's oh god, that's great. Oh my. Yeah. You know what? This has been unbelievable. We could go on for hours, right. Scott. To end on the Letterman story is is uh, oh, apropos. <laughs> I just want to thank you for being you know, a good friend. Fish. You know, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. <laughs> You're friends with everybody. That's Jay doing Letterman. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Jay is so different than than Dave. Oh yeah, my God, yeah, you know. no, Jay's like, but you know, Jay's been Jay was good, wonderful, to you. very good. Yeah. Jesus, I mean, I did, I, he, he flew I, me yeah. back on his jet. Me and Jeff, oh, man, we took his, we took the jet ride back, and oh, okay. uh, I can tell you this one. This yeah, we sure, tell a good me. ending. Please, please. So we, we're we're he says uh, we did the Tonight Show and we get done. He says um. And I, I made a joke. I said, I said, I'm going to take your jet back to Vegas, if you don't mind. And he goes, oh, that's great. That's I'm going, I'm going back to Vegas. And I was like, you want to go on the plane with me? <laughs> and I said, I said, oh, okay. And he goes, no, like, seriously, let's do it. Let's do it. You know? so, so I'm like, okay. And the assistants come in and they're like, all right, so when the show's over, you know, meet right, right here with Jay and you guys are going to go to the airport. Just go with Jay. 
And I said, okay. Or your car service followed Jay to the airport. I said, okay. So as a joke, I go in, he's getting his makeup on. I, I go in, I give him like 10 bucks. And I go, this is for gas, you know. <laughs> and this is, no, if you ever do fly, here's my Southwest tickets if you ever need them. <laughs> and you know, just, being, just being funny. And Jay's like, oh, that's not fair. You know, it takes more than $10. I said, I know, I know, Jay, that's the joke. So, so we get on the jet and we're just flying back to Vegas. Me, Jeff, and Jay, and it's just, it's just, you know, it's surreal because we're, we're talking, and he's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the fun, and you're, you know, he's such a good sport doing the film, and it's kind of a rocky flight. It's really, you know, Vegas is usually pretty bumpy anyhow, but this little jet's not, <coughs> not the smoothest thing. So, I don't know. Ten minutes in, small talk, he's out like a light. I mean, just, and I remember looking over. And having a moment where, like, look at, I'm just, it's just surreal. I'm looking at, like, Jay's head is this big, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah. Even just, it's this big. And he's just, and it's right next to him. I'm just looking like, this is the weirdest moment in my life. I'm on a plane with Jay Leno, and he's on his plane, and he's just sitting right there with his mouth. I should put a peanut in his mouth or something. And I look at Jay, should we put, like, a peanut in there? Or should we, <laughs> should we do something like, like a picture, like, and then I thought, let's not do any of that. Let's just leave it alone. So we're just flying. He's, he's out like a light. And we're like, I mean, it's really, really bouncing. And we hit one of these pockets where just everyone's, I'm like, oh, fuck. And Jay, like, wakes up. He looks looks right at me, and he's like, uh, you don't like bumpy flights? And I said, <laughs> I said, I said, no. He goes, just think, if this plane goes down, and the newspaper's going to say, uh, Jay Leno dies, but two unknowns. <laughs> I said, I was on your show, bitch. I'm known. <laughs> and then I ended it with this. I said, I said, I was on your show, bitch. I'm known. And, I, you know, I could have done Letterman. Then I would have been well-known. Oh, oh yes. yes! I did say that, and he went ah, and yes. Jay, but you know, never Jay never laughs. He went ah. Oh, that's cool. Ah, yeah, uh, uh, fucking he, th- he does the greatest Trump because it's bad. He does the greatest <laughs> Leno. Uh, oh gosh, I can't stop laughing. This is my birthday present. Oh, Yesterday happy birthday! Was, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm telling well, you. Well, Brad Garrett was your birthday present. Well, I'm just, I'm just, no, the, I'm buddy, just the, but let me tell you, you're my guy, buddy, because you are so fucking humble and so sweet, and you give back. You see sick kids you do the right thing and there's uh, listen we should have more scott thompson's in the world well i appreciate that very much you guys are beautiful thanks for letting me thank you so much let's go yeah 36 is in the books thank you again thank you 36 36 yeah you guys are holding on thank you for taking care of us here in las vegas yeah yes sir thanks for letting me let's go to dave linden you've been listening to the fat fish podcast heard on all your favorite platforms Until next time.